Hello and welcome to episode two of the Property Empress podcast. I'm your co-host, Anna Pierce, Property Empress, and I have my lovely husband, Drew, Drew with me today. Hi. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the property market and everything that's been going on in 2023, because we're almost halfway through the year. So we're going to be talking about what has happened for the previous, six, well, five months, six months, June, yeah. February, March, April, May. Yeah, five months. And then the coming months, the predictions for the rest of the year. And kind of beyond that, we're going to go into beyond that as well. Because mm-hmm. I think so many people want to know, especially about mortgage rates. What's going on with mortgage rates? Are they coming down? Are they going up? What's going on? Um, the market crashing. Is the market crashing? The market and of course, yeah, so property prices. Yeah. So if you follow me on TikTok, you will know that I've been talking quite a lot about this at the moment. I've been doing loads of juicy research for you and Drew's here too. <laughs> nice. Okay. I want to know, I'm really curious because I spent hours researching this stuff. Yeah. I'm really curious to see like what, like your perception of the market, what you're seeing from being in the market. Okay. So yeah, cool. sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. Let's ask you the questions as you have so diligently put in the research for all your listeners. Um, this this sums up our entire relationship though, doesn't well, it? I'm like do little, well. No, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I like the numbers nerd, like to go and research it. And yeah. you, I think you're quite good at going with your, like you just kind of go with the flow, but you just obs- quietly observe and learn yeah. that way. We yeah, learn very so differently. Just, see how the market's moving yeah. generally rather than to drill down on the numbers um because it's you know, how do you not want to drill down on the numbers the numbers boring. the best part because <laughs> the, the, the the pattern is cyclical and seeing yeah. seeing the patterns rather than the numbers is more yeah more my thing i think okay um, but it's interesting at the moment um and you have done a lot of research on it so yeah. Where should we start? Should we start with the interest rates at the moment, which have uh, recently had an announcement not too I long ago, last week. I would say it's all into, yeah, that's true, actually. We have, yeah, so we've just had, um, like a week ago, they increased rates again to 4.5%, oh, yeah. the base rate. So what we've seen is for the last, it's like December 2021, they started, we'd had this long period of record-breaking low base rates, and then I think it, it was, you know, just before Christmas, wasn't it, 2021, I think that they started yes. increasing base rates. Um, and it was kind of not too much of a surprise, really. Uh, but they did start doing it. And you can literally look at the graphs. You can go to um, Bank of England, like Google Bank of England base rates. And it, like they've consistently been increasing the base rates. We're now at three and a half, four, three and a half, four and a half percent. Um, and they reckon that that's going to be the last one. Some people say maybe a little bit more, but I think overall people think that's going to be the last one now. I think the general consensus is they're looking at it quite quite closely in August this year to, I guess, a couple of months to see how the impacts of the last hike mm. is um, going to affect the market um, and then decide in August whether it... Well, the three options really are either it goes up, it stays, or it goes down. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, but it will be looking around the August time. I don't mm. expect, uh, I don't think anyone expects it to be going up in June. Why um, do you, so that's interesting. Why do you say August? Because that was what I was um, reading as well, that there might be, it's like 50-50, where there may be another one in August. Uh, well, I would say it's because it's a quarter of the year down the line and it's just... But they've been steadily increasing month by month. Yeah, but they've also seen how the market's doing as well. Yeah, because this uh, is... The... It's, it's looking at that. It's how the market is reacting to the changes they've already yeah. made to decide whether actually do they need to keep making these changes or is it doing what 
the um, increases are supposed to do, which is, you know, give it a little bit of balance. Because it's it's very much driven by inflation. So we've had this, like, I was going to say, I don't even know if it's record, but I don't think it is record breaking, but there's very high, like over 10% inflation. And of course the target has been 2%, it was over 10%. So that was kind of really, that's the kind of driving factor to behind why they were increasing the base rates to try and curb this inflation. And actually this has been, it is very recently that they said, actually it's finally started to come down. So yeah, I I think you're exactly right. But I think they... They expect the 2% to be in or around the beginning of next year, is my understanding. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, these guys are really clever, <laughs> really uh, understand how to move stuff and what they need to do to get it to go. Um, and it's partly to do with, it's really to do with human um, movement, isn't it? Like yeah. people's reaction and their spending habits. Because if people see the prices go up and the newspapers report that, that's yeah. where they see the... Um, the change in the market as if they think everything's going to be more expensive than it was a month ago then people think well if it's not an essential then maybe it's not something I need right now Um, so that's kind of Mm. what it does essentially influencing the market isn't it terms that that's what the job does with the um, with the interest interest increases and and decreases is to manage the market and at the moment it seems to be doing what it's supposed to Um, and I think we just see Mm. what happens but what do you think about the property market specifically um, over the next few months. So if I said they're looking at it in August, what do you expect it's going to do between now and August? Well, I think so over the last kind of six months, we've had this interest rate increases. We've had uh, the mortgage. Ra- oh, I haven't even talked about the mortgage rates. What's happened? Okay. So yeah. basically, yeah, I'll, I'll, this is a good question. It's I will come back off, to it. it? Yeah. So because they all kind of they all interweave. So basically, we had the um, base rate started going up and inflation was still quite high. So that exactly like you're saying, it was all to try and really kind of stop that inflation or start bringing inflation down. And then um, mortgage rates kind of preempted this. So actually, we saw they actually peaked in November of last year. So November 2022. Mm-hmm. They went to this kind of peak. Uh, I don't even know what they are actually. I should have looked that up. But they were they peaked then, and they have come down a little bit. I had really interesting conversations with my mortgage broker around this time, and there were a few reasons why they peaked. And one of them being that everyone started scrambling to try and lock in their rates be- right. whilst it was going up. Yeah. So he was like, basically, they kind of put them up really to kind of put people off effectively he didn't put it like this this is my interpretation of it but basically it was just to try and put people off because they they were just being inundated so it has settled a little bit it has plateaued a little bit but I've been doing some like I'll go on to the predictions in a minute but basically what we've seen is that we think that pretty much base rates have probably hit their peak might go up a little bit more but we're exactly like Drew said we're going to kind of see what happened or that we we are going to see what yeah, happens the <laughs> mortgages I think kind of peaked and they have come down and plateaued a little bit uh, inflation has started coming down so the kind of I think broadly speaking it's probably going to plateau like interest rates are going to plateau, mortgage rates are going to plateau. And as the inflation rates start hopefully coming down, it will then kind of, you know, eventually get to the point where they can start bringing base rates and mortgage rates down, but probably not till next year. And I agree. I think you said that they, the prediction is the beginning of 2024, that inflation should be kind of, I mean, it was originally predicted it would be at 2% in like January, 2024, but I read something where it might be a little bit later, but we'll see. 
what was the question again? Oh, oh, no, about prophecy, like because you so you said about yeah. Oh, what do you think? Yeah. Well, actually, we did. Let's we step back a little bit because we talked about something before we were on air about the market. We were discussing this um, where the inflation rate is at a certain point, and and you were explaining what what the mortgage rate has been in relation to that. So, what has been happening with that, and why is that? With the mortgage rate, with the mortgage rate compared yeah. to the inflation rate, because so, you said that what you said to me is that the mortgage rates actually they went up first before the interest rate, yeah. then ca- yeah. kind of caught up. Um, so, what's your understanding? So basically, they they reduced the the because we had after the credit crunch after two thousand seven, they put base rates down really really low to try and stimulate the economy. So the idea is people go. I don't want to put my money into savings because it's just basically not going to, you know, make, there's no, there's no interest really on it. So I will spend my money. So it's to get the economy going, it's yeah. to kickstart the economy. Uh, likewise, it was to encourage people to borrow money. They will give you really cheap mortgages, really cheap loans. So again, for people to take out money to spend. So it's all to try and get the economy going after the credit crunch. The problem with that is when you get the economy going, that is where it can kind of end up um, tipping into this inflation so after lockdown or during lockdown, particularly, I have some um, thoughts, shall we say, on this whole went into lockdown and the government's best advisor said that the property market was going to come down. Mm. I'd never thought that was the case. Yeah. And they chucked incentives at it. So they kind of went whoosh and like all the prices started going crazy for three years. So basically, we they were trying to get the economy going on the back of lockdown. But the problem with that is that inflation went high so as you have like all this circulation of money basically we saw all the the costs go up there are you know people think that the russian war and all that there's extra stuff that adds to that but effectively inflation started going up so they had to they kind of had to wait to let the economy kick in it's a balance isn't it the idea was to keep rates low to get the economy going but then it kind of went into overdrive so they've had to put the rates up try and uh dampen demands basically that's my understanding of it is yours similar uh i don't know because we talked about that and you understood it a lot better than i did very much i thought i'd be honest my my understanding was it trapped it when you showed me it doesn't oh i see i I thought that the um the interest rates were um would immediately impact then the the mortgage rate and you you, the interest rate up then the mortgage rate would but actually it's not like that at all. They it's, are yeah. independent. Well, so the independent, obviously, it is based on it to an extent. But I think now, kind of, I didn't know this until today when we talked about it. Is that actually the mortgage rates were were independently managed because they kind of they had like anyone else, any other experts in finances, they'll be predicting what's going to happen in the market, and they can see that it's on its way, so they get ahead of the game to make sure that yeah. it's they're prepared for when it is now either that is to deter people from investing and borrowing at a low rate or whether it's to um, just get a jump on it so that when it does go up they're already there and they're already making the money and actually there's a little squeeze and a few months between the interest rate uh, catching up that they will actually make more money I suppose but um, I don't know if that's really the reason they do it but uh, I, yeah. like I said I didn't realise that that was the case until today so it's quite interesting you learn something every day well this is it and and this is this is one of the reasons I love being on TikTok because mm. if I say stuff that's not exactly correct 
you're gonna hear yeah, yeah. from the comments <laughs> so i've learned stuff like from sharing and and also then people ask me questions i'm like i don't know like i never really worried about predictions no. i was like market proof your portfolio so you don't need to worry about it but obviously when people are talking to me about it i'm a bit like i should probably go and find out about this but like so, we're, we're property investors so yeah there's always someone out there particularly financial advisors and, and people who understand the finance yeah. market who are going to be far better placed to understand exactly. why this happens mortgage brokers as well That's exactly know, this, what I was know this far better than us as investors what we do is we identify the deals for, for investment that make money and um, we market proof the port that's the whole oh, yeah. thing so it's stress tested at a high level but um but really our skills are our property investing not financing and that's why it's really good like the money huge advantages of a platform like tiktok is that mm. there are financial advisors and mortgage brokers with a wealth of experience and knowledge in this who've been through this before i can see it coming and know what's going to do they can then advise us and advise us for free sometimes as well if they're just posting in a tiktok about it it's really helpful well, that was when we were filming the last episode, my mortgage broker was calling. Yeah. Um, and that was because I phoned him yesterday. Uh, rude, not phoning me back yesterday. But um well, because... you probably last night. Like <laughs> probably. We're, yeah. Yeah, we're notorious to call each other at like five I past five. Wait until the day's <laughs> ended and then make contact. So just a quick question. <laughs> like five hours yeah. later. But I was calling him yesterday because I was doing some videos on the predictions of the property, uh, the, you know, the mortgage rates etc and he's such a good source of information so yeah totally agree so we lean i definitely lean very heavily on, on my mortgage broker i do a lot of my own research oh and we probably should have started this whole episode with there's no legal financial mortgage or tax advice oh, coming right. <laughs> go and seek legal and financial advice but yes i i agree i think it's particularly with me teaching i've learned i've had to learn much more than i ever did when we were just uh, investing it's not it's not understanding the the subject and the market inside out it's mm. knowing what's going on it's kind of like current affairs really it's, isn't knowing, it? it's, it's knowing what's happening and yeah, yeah knowing the people mm. that know exactly yeah. that's that that's one of those quotes that i love i think it was henry ford that was like i know everything i don't personally know everything but i know someone who will and i very much buy into that i'm like i won't know what exactly what's going on with mortgages because i don't need to know but i know my mortgage breaker will yeah. and i can call him at any time and yeah and get his take on it yeah. And he, and he also tells me like that he will kind of, you know, he knows me well enough to know that he can tell me the absolute, you know, honest, I mean, not that mortgage brokers don't, but there is an element that they have to be, you know, very professional. And we, we have such deep conversations about stuff. So I know he will tell me if there's stuff that it sounds really dodgy doesn't it that they're not telling people but i know that i get the absolute honest truth yeah there's being sort of tactful in in your approach and then there's Mm. just having a a very honest conversation with someone that you know you can trust and um and you know that you can take their advice in in return and understand that they know exactly what they're doing Mm. in the market uh, and they're more experienced than you are yeah Uh, and this is the leveraging your team thing that we go back, yeah. right back to at the beginning of investing in general is just to have a good team around you who can do the bits because you can't do it all do the bits that you um uh, don't have time to or perhaps not got the expertise in and being able to do that with a really good financial advisor mm-hmm. mortgage broker for this kind of thing is is yeah. really really helpful but also he talks to the banks like mm-hmm. he's literally like i spoke to the mortgage works people yeah. yesterday and this is what they've said i can't have that no. so my original question about 15 minutes ago 
was was about the um, the inflation rate and what you think the market is going to do between now mm. and August when well what I say August we use August benchmarks quarter of a year from the sort of three months from now mm. to look at what you think it's going to do over the next three months uh, and how that will then affect a possible move up or down in uh, in the interest rates so what do you think about that I think it's going to be it's a good question I think it's going to be quite boring yeah, I think well. it's I think that they've now gone oh look inflation because there's also a part of me that I'm like it all feels a bit or I'm a bit of a there's a little bit of a conspiracy theorist mm. within me and I'm a little bit like it feels a little bit orchestrated and anyway but my feeling is that they've gone oh look it's working inflation's coming down so I think we're going to see a very gradual decline in inflation so they're just going to mm. hold I just think that mm. I mean they I I would be surprised if they put rates up again, but I think the rates will stay. The mortgage rates will kind of pretty much stay. Um, I think prices will probably, because that we've, oh, we'll kind of come on to the price, I guess, in a second, but prices, I don't think, I think will be pretty stagnant, maybe a little uplift. But yeah, certainly until August, I think that it's going to be, we're going to be watching inflation gradually decrease. And then eventually everything else will kind of catch up, probably next year yeah okay that's good yeah so i think with that do you want to know what I yeah i do want to know <laughs> what you think i think uh july and august is always quiet in property market because it's summer holidays. yeah and people don't move during summer yeah. holidays really no um so the market always dips and every single year you see um house pricing indexes reports on the newspaper uh, the newspaper reports for that always saying that the market's gone down this year it's gone down and then they will use it compared to the rest of the year and it'll either be yet again it's gone down or mm. it's suddenly gone down what's happening and so i'll tell you what's happening everyone's on holiday yeah. no one's moving they're either planning to move in september or they got it done already um back in june um, and i think that that does play a mark uh, a does play a thing in the market it does does make a difference yeah um but it doesn't uh it just slows it down a bit and it slows it down every single year yeah um, and every single year you see the same report but with that that probably means that the inflation rate will probably if it's based which it isn't but if it was based solely on the property market then there wouldn't be any reason to increase it anymore in mm. august um based by just purely the seasonal change in how the market mm. positions but um yeah, that's what I think. I think it's. Uh, yeah. I think it'll just be quiet until August, and then maybe maybe the market will pick up. Maybe it'll be down. Mm. Maybe they'll review it in September instead. Mm. But, um, yeah, we shall see. <laughs> One thing I was going to say that I found fascinating is you know I've I did a I did a post years ago about every year the papers are going property price is going to crash property price is going to crash yeah. property price is going to crash and I did like a few years in a row. Um, and then I looked at, you know, the, the data on land registry and it showed that they had steadily increased. This was, this was, this was obviously probably sometime between 2004 and two, uh, sorry, 2014 and 2018 or something. I don't know. Anyway, what I have found really fascinating is that there has actually been a slight drop in prices. Like at the end of last year, beginning of this year, if you go to land registry, oh no, it was the beginning of this year, wasn't it? You can oh, yeah. go to land registry, look, look at the house price index there was actually a 2% drop in the average UK house price. And I find it fascinating that when there is an actual drop, I mean, it's only 2%, it's hardly anything, but it's the biggest drop, well, one of the biggest drops we've seen in a while. Um, and the papers don't, they're not fear-mongering. I just found it really interesting. 
that they've said that. So yeah, it'd be really interesting over the summer where they do go. Right. It's almost like when it's definitely not happening, they go prices dropping. But when there's a chance it could happen, or then's market uncertainty, they don't report it. It's just uh, I just thought it was interesting. I think prices will probably plateau for the rest of the year. I don't see why they would crash in the kind no. of conventional term. No, I don't know either. That's, um, but you never know. No, you, you don't know, but it does look like um, everything is being stabilised around the market anyway. So I guess mm. I don't expect anything outrageous to happen no. um, based on any sort of normal circumstances continuing. Mm. Um, so what about as an investor with the current market? What, what do you think about getting into property? Is it a good time to start investing? It's always a good time to start investing. Mm-hmm. I love this market. So for the yeah. last like three or four years, we have been focusing on the rent to rents. We haven't been building the buy set portfolio. Yeah. This year, I've started, for me, I've gone straight in. I've got new angel investors. I'm buying new properties. I love this market because yeah. this the market like a year or two, well, probably two years ago where, you know, people were over asking price, all that kind of thing, yeah. not interested. I like the low interest rates, but the market generally I wasn't that bothered about. Now that there's all this market uncertainty, it's a buyer's market again direct vendors coming yeah. back like auctions have completely transformed over the last few years i love this market so for me personally people are so worried about mortgage rates which i understand but if you there and we need to and it was something we will definitely be covering is market proofing your portfolio mm. particularly for interest rates and this is thing i'm talking a lot about on my socials um at the moment about how to market proof against mortgage yeah. rates so that when they rates do, when the rates move it doesn't influence you and your portfolio so I love this market. I'm very happy to be buying again in this market. I think it's a great market. I think that you can still get great properties as lot, but you have to be in the right area. You have to be in a cash flow area. Usually in the Midlands and North, there are areas in the South that it works, but you have to find the right cash flow area. This is where most people are going wrong in their property investing. But I certainly think it's a great market to start investing, to expand your portfolio. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and if you are interested, I'm doing my buy set yeah. course uh, next weekend. So that's the third of June. <laughs> that's the third and fourth of June. It's an on. It's the online training, but it's giving everyone, giving you everything you need to get started with property investing. So you can head over to propertyempress.com for more information. But <laughs> um, but what are your thoughts? Like, what are your thoughts on buying in 2023? At the moment, it's a really good market for a buy to let portfolio right now. I think it's um, the prices of the dipped a bit this year and it's stabilized somewhat but it's um when it's like when it's in this market this is where you build stuff and this is you know let's face it your, your buy to let portfolio this is what we have it's your it's your baseline investment um tool it's it's your the portfolio is what's covering you because you're not only getting a passive income if you're doing it properly of course you've got to know that you are buying, you've done your numbers and you know you should get cash flow. It goes back to what you said about buying the right area that cash flows. It is about having, with buy-to-lets, it's got to cash flow, um, even under a stress-tested um, condition. So you make sure that if the market goes against everything that we've been saying for the last 15 minutes and it actually rockets up, that you are still in, um, you're still in a really strong position to make money off of your investments on a monthly basis and you're not having to feed it or pay for it itself. Um, but I would say uh, building up um having that base uh, of properties um the the other bonus of it is of course you're going to you'll be buying below market value if you're investing so you're not paying market value any proper investor is finding a deal to 
um, put their money in and then hope it, then looking for it to grow um, over a longer period of time. Because let's face it, property isn't particularly fast. Um, you can make money, it's not get rich quick, you can make money relatively quickly in certain strategies in property, but still relatively quickly, you're talking probably the matter of months rather than years, but property is a long-term investment. You should be looking at what's happening two, three, five years down the line um, for your investments. And that, and with all the statistics, even when a market dips, it goes back up again. The uh, It always goes up in value over time and eventually it will be in a position where your equity fast pass surpasses what uh, what you put in and, and what, what the property's worth so you end up having a lot more invested in there um, if you decide to sell or refinance or whatever the the money's there and you've built money on that investment as well as well as making a monthly cash flow so by that it's just the it's the bread and butter of property investing and everybody should have one of those portfolios in some way um, and at the moment it's a really good time to do that because um, stuff's not moving um, or maybe it'll move down a bit, but it's certainly pretty stable. And I think um, with what they're doing in the market to control it a little bit, I think it's just going to go up eventually as well. Um, so yes, short answer. Yeah, buy properties <laughs> right now, I reckon. I love it. You said it at one point, you said everyone should have some sort of buy select portfolio. And I was like, this is what they need to be teaching in schools. Yeah, it's um, there's no kind of financial no. training really for that. Not in the way as an investor goes it's always about um you know using having savings and stuff like that uh but a property portfolio you know replaces any kind of savings bonds that kind of safe mm. investment it's like well, pensions. If you've got pensions yeah pensions but um if you've got a property the, the value of the property goes up so much faster mm. than a, a pension pot can mm. i mean it also depends what kind of thing you've got yeah um, and it's tax-free but uh, do your numbers on that and get a portfolio instead. <laughs> I was going to say, because I'm smiling because I've been speaking to a financial advisor slash pensions consultant or pensions advisor recently. And yeah, I'm still, because I was in pen, I worked in pension. I mean, obviously, you know, I worked in pensions and then moved to property, made a conscious decision to move to property, tried to move my pensions over, mm. but unfortunately I wasn't able to um, just because they're locked in um so yeah i've got having been in pensions feel a little bit jaded by the whole yeah. thing and i much prefer property but i'm opening my mind to sending the tax-free side tax-free is a property investor tax-free is like oh mm -hmm. like the holy grail because we yeah, get it does turn your head a little bit there's a yeah. lot of uh tax issues with um property do you pay quite a lot of tax despite what people might have said in the past there's there's a lot of tax yeah. owed on property investment um in various different forms um mm. so it's yeah to have a tax-free option in a pension yeah. is something to look at as well <laughs> and of course i couldn't help but ask the pensions guy like about sas and sips mm. and about moving up because you can uh you can move your pension into a certain kind of pension scheme and then invest in commercial mm. property um but yes there's something for another episode i think yeah. Explain that to me because I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I get asked a lot, but I have some clients as well who who I was doing some research for. But yeah. But basically, yeah. Another episode. Another episode. Is that everything? Have we covered? Well, that's the so, market this year. That's what that's we're doing. That's the market. Um, 
the current, the previous six months, and then the predictions for the coming few months yeah. slash years. Yeah. So I really, I think it'd be really nice on the next episode mm -hmm. to talk about strategies that work in the 2023 market because when there's a big change in the market you have to reflect you have to review not only like for us we have to look at our current portfolio and say well how is this working is this right for what we're trying to do um but also like if you're starting like how could you invest this year compared to if you're investing last year so i'd quite like to look at the strategies for 2023 what works what doesn't work and why there's one strategy that i'm like Really? I don't I just don't think works okay. in this market and you will see because I mean landlords for various reasons and we can talk maybe touch on all the the changes regulation changes we need to do the um the landlord reforms as well that's just come out recently mm -hmm. so we'll, we'll, oh, yeah, we'll cover that. that yeah yeah so lots to cover mm. lots to cover so next episode let's look at strategies and maybe after that we can look at the landlord reforms and if there's anything that you want us to cover or any questions yeah, you have then drop us um, messages yeah we won't run out of stuff but it's really nice to know what people want to hear what about want, yeah exactly. um, what questions you got it might be that we've covered a little bit of this today and it's like well what about this part of the business and mm. we don't know anything about how to do this so we um, need to get you talking about rent to rent at some point yeah. and I will and yeah. I want to share more about the buy to lets that I'm doing um, and yeah obviously again head over to propertyentpress.com How many episodes have we got in this series? As many as we want Okay <laughs> We're up to about eight already yeah. for our list we've just made We've got more than enough like I think the last season I think we had like 11 episodes mm -hmm. I don't know about the previous ones we don't we tend to just film just them yeah switch off. <laughs> well no it's normally like if something happens so i think we we ended just before christmas okay. like season three and in fact i think season one ended because i went in hospital i think oh no i had COVID. anyway but yes so we will be a little bit we will consciously end the season rather than letting outside yeah, influences but yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you Drew. Yeah, and thank yeah, you. if you want to get hold of us, then the best your best thing probably is to go to propertyempress.com. I've got a contact form. You're welcome to book a free 30-minute consultation. I do loads of stuff. If you like I work one-to-one -one with clients if you want like private mentoring, I've got my courses. You can also invest with us as well. We work mm -hmm. with angel investors. So you can head over to propertyempress.com. There's loads of information there. Um, if you want to contact us, if you have a question or anything like that, then you can email me at anna at annapierce.com or through all my social medias or my websites. Um, and if you want to contact Drew, same, all of the above. <laughs> um, just, yeah, one last thing. Again, we talked about it earlier. You are doing a course next weekend, starting the 3rd of June. Yes, get started with uh, And that is, what's the subject? Get started with Vitalet. Vitalet. So, yeah. So what we've been talking about today. So if you want to know more about that and go into real in depth and understand how how to do it um what to implement how to get started what things you need to think about uh, the whole thing she does everything from mm -hmm. start to finish um you will start with no knowledge at all but hunger to learn and you will end with uh all the documentation i imagine and uh any kind of legal paperwork examples uh, and what <laughs> you need to think about um and how to get tenants i mean it covers yeah. it goes it covers everything yeah, like yeah. everything but hopefully you'll end up with a house with your oh, yeah. first buy to let. Yeah. I mean, it's really great for people who are ready to go with a property yeah. because this is like, okay, so I've got a property, then what do I do? And Anna will talk you through it every single step yeah. of the way. 
Um, and that is next weekend. Mm. So you can head over to andpierce.com. No, propertyempress.com. Propertyempress.com. <laughs> do that. That's probably a better idea. <laughs> do that bit again. <laughs> yeah, edit that. <laughs> so go to propertyempress.com and uh, there'll be a tab for the Buy to Let course and enrolling on that. And um, encourage people to go and do that if you are interested in getting going right now. I like um, this. I like you selling my course. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much. And we will see you for the next episode, which apparently we're talking about strategies. So thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye.